I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the anchors at Good Morning America, uh, Spirited and Dumois. What a Let's ride. get right into it because <laughs> we did not talk about this last week. It's kind of been ongoing, but we couldn't avoid it for any longer. Tea Time is investigating the Good Morning America, well, technically GMA3 mm-hmm. anchors cheating scandal. We have our in-house expert on all things pop culture, Amelia Wedemeyer, um, <laughs> here to guide us through this conversation. So I will hand it right to you, Amelia. Great. Thanks, you guys. Wow. I feel like this news dropped like a week ago or something, and that's it's just been all over the place. There's been more and more uh, news coming out about these two people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I don't watch GMA3. I'm pretty sure you guys don't watch <laughs> <I> do <not>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, technically, GMA3 is an afternoon spinoff of Good Morning America. So it's like the third hour of the show. Yeah, Shouldn't it be called GAA? Hey, hey. We can't get bogged down this early. Okay, continue. GAA, yes. Um, And so it's it's much like if you've ever seen the Today Show, there was like Hoda and Jenna. Before Mm -hmm. that, there was Hoda and Kathy Lee, which was like one of my favorite shows because they would just get drunk the entire hour. Um, (laughs) So... The original of this show was actually the Mike. It's the Michael Sarah Kiki time slot. Okay, but that didn't do well, so they. I don't know. So now they're doing GMA three, and the anchors there are T.J. Holmes, Amy Robach, and 
a woman named Dr. Jennifer Ashton, but like, we don't care about Dr. Sorry Jennifer to her. Ashton. <laughs> yeah. This is probably for the best for Dr. She's probably Jennifer. better off. Yeah. Okay. Excluded exactly. from this narrative. <laughs> exactly. So TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, they're, if you've seen their face, which I'm sure you have now that this news has been out for a while, but they they look like they're very attractive, like anchor people. So that it's like, okay, yes. Like, I feel like I've seen their faces before. If you watch 2020, you might recognize Amy as someone who likes true crime. I love 2020. Mm. So I know Amy from that because she co-hosts that. Uh, but anyway, just, uh, I guess last Wednesday or something, if it was November, it was November 30th when all the news broke. Um, the anchors, Amy... And TJ are married. And Amy is married to Andrew Shu, who's the actor Andrew Shu. He was on Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. His sister is Elizabeth Shu. Mm-hmm. And they reportedly separated in August. Meanwhile, TJ is married to Marilee Feeberg, who is an attorney. But they also reportedly separated in August. But anyway, so they're married. But Amy and TJ were spotted, quote, cozying up at an NYC bar, spending a romantic weekend away upstate and holding hands in an Uber Mm. throughout November, according to the Daily Mail. And there is, Amelia, damning evidence. (laughs) I mean, his hand on her butt. They are holding hands in that Uber. They are like away far out of New York City on a vacation together. You know, we have photos. as We have photos. We also have video. There's video (laughs) of There's like, and these photos, someone said like, this is like 4K HD photos. <laughs> and they really are. If you look at this 65 photo gallery oh at the Daily Mail, these photos are That's so a bit high much. quality. <laughs> Daily Mail always coming through. But these photos are really high quality. I don't, I guess they, this was like done by maybe a private eye. Some people are speculating was it was rumor. a rumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a private eye, uh, maybe from one of the spurn spouses. But anyway, um, so they shortly deactivated their Instagram accounts after the news broke on November 30th. And and it's just been crazy from there. Like page six, Daily Mail, people, they're all reporting on it. I swear to God, the page six has a new story about these two, like every <laughs> five minutes. Um, yeah, so... But the Daily Mail also said that they have been having the affair for the past six months with the friendship between the two evolving in June, if not before, during the Queen, during Queen Elizabeth Diamond Jubilee, when they were spotted in London together. Oh my gosh. I know. It's crazy. They also ran the New York City Marathon together. So obviously they trained a bunch together, which mm. I'm sure brought them closer together. And can we yes. take a second to talk about the social yes. media because the marathon was such a key piece of yes. the social media circus that happened around these two people, their training videos. Right. Because they documented it all is yeah. the thing, right? Because so they're like, on TV every day together yeah. or wherever. Mm-hmm. So. so there was the run of people like bringing up these old videos being like, how did they not know? Which right. is, I guess benefit of hindsight, but like. The uh, marathon it, training videos, especially. That's why I just wanted to pause yeah. there are especially. You want that also damning. damning. They're yeah. damning. Yeah. yeah. I think we all saw yeah, the one the one video of them where it was like it's just like a, a social yeah, a social media video uh-huh. where yeah. I think she said something about like training because she's the pace setter for the two of them. <laughs> and she was like, it's like it's all about finishing. And he and you, you look over at him and he's like, 
Yeah, he's oh. like, we'll both finish. That's what's important. <laughs> Egregious. He, is, anyway, he is chaotic. He's chaotic. Yeah. He is just like over here. And he's also people have like, uh, I guess he talked about like saying, I'm a proponent of marriage, which seems like a weird thing to say. But, um, <laughs> mm. uh, and people are now using that against him. And his yeah. birthday post to his wife in 2020. Yes. Despite my best efforts, she remained married to me the past 10 years. That's not hyperbole. I'm not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door. That was his birthday post. (laughs) That's not good. That's not good. Not good. Um, Yeah. Anyway, continue with this saga. Um, and But like you're saying, people also, before they deactivated their social media accounts, they went on double dates and there are photos of them going on double dates with their spouses. Um, Amy talked to people and she was like, oh my God, my my daughters babysit his daughters. We have such a close relationship. We're always hanging out. And he's like a brother to me. Mm. Okay. Mm. But so all of this was happening and people were like, oh my God, like, it's like, we are starved for like fun news. Like, obviously this is not good to cheat on your spouse, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. It's one of those kind of juicy, seemingly harmless scandals that we can enjoy from a distance. Yeah, exactly. And especially when it's like being played out on live television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Hello. (laughs) The content, the content is so (laughs) bountiful. That's true. We have so much more to work with than our normal Uh juicy stories. We're working off one paparazzi photo that's like Mm -hmm. pitch black. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there was and I think it was last Friday when they, you know, had to be like, hello and welcome to Good Morning America three. And <laughs> and they I think one of them said something like, well, it's been it's been I can't wait. It's Friday. Thank God. And, uh. and it was like, yes, thank God. And it was just like very awkward. But um, on Monday, this past Monday, TJ and Amy were placed on hiatus wow. which they, i think is lame as hell do they hate ratings like do you not do want people to watch seriously? your show i don't understand that's actually it's so stupid because people were going to tune i was going to tune in yeah. like are you kidding yeah me? i just i don't know why and again what's interesting is i think it was page six yes page six reported that abc news president kim godwin told colleagues the affair had become a quote internal and external distraction Mm. And she said that the affair is, quote, not a violation of our company policy, uh, but the decision to take them out of their anchor chairs was necessary for the GMA brand as a whole. It's like, do you know who your demographic is? Do you know who watches daytime TV? Born moms. (laughs) The crossover with page six and the GMA three audience is a circle. Like that's (laughs) the exact same people. Exactly. And it's just crazy to me if they didn't do anything wrong, if they didn't like if right. there was like no, actually professionally uh, wrong. Yeah, seriously. And I think there, there's like and I was reading a Slate article and they were saying like, you know, they're trying to be like, this is journalistic integrity. But it's like this is a fucking morning Good show. America. Good morning, America. Yeah. This Like this airs an hour after The View. Like, are you kidding me? It's just <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's just absurd that they, I don't why would you this they could have overtaken today yeah right. yeah you, know? you gotta ride this wave while you can it you, seems do. Like. you really they shot do themselves in the foot with this one 
It's just, and I think they've been really close from what I, I I like sometimes read the ratings of these shows. And I think they've been really close, hot on the heels of the Today Show, which I think is like the number one Oh wow! Uh, morning brand, you know, and it's just like, are you? What are you doing? What, use who, what you've got. Use, use what, what you've got. got. Honestly, I, you know what? Maybe Kim Godwin should be fired because <laughs> it seems like she's not really fully thinking this through. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate. And again, you know, they have co-anchors to replace them for now. I don't think they're going to get fired. However. I think they're doing a more internal investigation with TJ because mm. then it turns out he ha- allegedly had a three-year affair with a married GMA producer. Yeah, Yikes. really quickly about that. I feel like the whole joyousness of this story was like they were, honestly, their chemistry was great. Yes. They were like very, yeah. it was kind of not joyful to watch because maybe that was at the expense of two other people. But then when this other piece came out, yeah, we're like, there were, no, he yeah. just, like there were a couple of days where people were like, team them like shipping it like listen (laughs) yeah you were watching this and like you can't deny it you know like there was like a 24-hour period where like that was the main yes like that was the main right like stance and then people started pulling up other stuff on him and we were like okay he's a piece of shit probably unfortunately he's just waiting on his wife all the time always him not great yeah Yeah. another woman there might be more we don't know it's not good soured it for sure it really did because it was fun and you're right it was like oh my god wow they're sexy love it you know so men run everything I don't know (laughs) really do so It's too bad. Um, One little miscellaneous note. I read that Robin Roberts, if you know, you know, she is like the (laughs) the queen over at GMA. If she says no, you have to comply. But she allegedly set them both aside and said, stop it. Wow. Wow. But they didn't. So, I mean, you know. So this was before it broke. This was like when she was hearing rumors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could have. They listen. Listen to Robin Roberts is the message here. You know, know. like could have avoided so much. Could have avoided it. Yeah. So Amelia, thank you. Yeah, Amelia, thank God for you. You did an expert job on that. I've had a lot of people text me about this and like want the breakdown. So I feel like this was very necessary and very helpful to me as well. Yeah. Please, if you're going to take anyway anything away from this, please go to the Daily Mail and see the 65 page photo evidence docket. Uh, It's wild. The photos are HD. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next category. God bless you, Amelia. Thank you for that. We're doing This Week in Relationship News, Social Media, and Not Worth the Tea. Go ahead, Kate. You know, we've all been to a birthday party or a family reunion or something where someone has made like a novelty t-shirt or a cake or a sticker where you have like an embarrassing childhood photo of someone or like embarrassing pictures. Like it's just like a go-to, I feel like, throughout celebrations in humankind, blowing up an embarrassing picture onto some sort of celebratory uh, device, outfit, Mm -hmm. something. Julia Roberts is honoring our history by attending uh, the Kennedy Center Honors. She's taking this to the next level, taking a black tie. She, they honored uh, George Clooney, among others, uh, last week. And Julia Roberts showed up on the red carpet in a Moschino frock, Printed all over with wow. pictures of George Clooney, framed in gold. It's like this actually very flattering and lovely black dress, yes. like very simple. And then it has gaudy gold frames printed all over it with various pictures of George Clooney. We've got red carpet pictures. We've got black and white headshots from like the 80s. 
We've got him on ER with like a mullet. I have a lot of questions about this. First of all, like what kind of photo rights do you have to get for this? Like, did she have to- That's a great question. Have to, you know, I mean, Amelia, you know, you're in social media. Like we, like are these, did she go on IMDb? Did they Google it? Like, do they have rights to any of these photos? I don't know. Second of all, just like, I, did he know about this? I don't know. I'm assuming not. How long does this take? I, what kind of process is this? Does she approach Moschino? Does she know what brand she wants to do this with? Right. Uh, I just have a million questions, but she looked amazing. It's a great bit. And she really kind of stole the show, I would say. She this did. is hilarious. She looks incredible. Yeah, she does. Like, it's kind of mind-boggling. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but this was really funny. In a different universe, the two of them would have been really lovely pair, but they're also very happily together with other Indeed. people. Yeah. yeah. But their chemistry I- is great. It is great. Totally. I. It's so funny. Do you remember this literally happened 20 years ago, but her husband, Julie Roberts, now husband, Danny Motor, was in like married to another woman named Vera and she was refusing to give him a divorce. And Julia wanted to obviously marry this guy. She's now married to him. But um, and so she seemingly wrote or made her own T-shirt called Alo Vera. Do you remember the oh, Alo yes. Vera tea? Yeah, so oh I'm gosh. like, wow, this isn't the first time she's had either something commissioned or, you know, done fashion Oh my God, you're so herself. right. I'm looking at this picture now. Wow. She, she communicates like through statement. her clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she communicates through her clothing. Wow. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> reference. What a reference. Oh, really firing really today. Yeah, I forgot oh about that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, okay. anyway, love her. Love but, it. Yeah. yeah, she's really evolved. Now she's, you know, yeah, getting next another level. brand to do it. Yeah, so yeah, good for her. You know, she's wow. learned a lot in 20 years. Fascinating. Um, next one. Okay, so this was one of the first things that someone put into the outline this week. Uh, <laughs> who was it that texted it me. me late at night? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why I took this. Okay, so anyway, fast forward to last night when I'm filling out this outline. And I'm like, Rita Wilson happy. And I'm like, oh yeah, where's that from? Where's that from? I'm like going through our Slack. And then I'm like, I'll just Google it. And then I Google it, and there's like 400 videos of Rita Wilson rapping over the years. So this is not like new content. Oh, God. And I didn't know she had such a lengthy, rich history of rapping, but she does, like in public settings, recorded. Um, But she does. And I guess this specifically is referring to an event from Variety's Hitmakers. And Rita Wilson is up on this podium rapping Hip Hip Hooray uh, by Naughty by Nature really giving it her all. It's just a singular mic right here. Um, the crowd is is liking it, I would say. There's like a couple like, woo! Not like raucous. Uh, anyway, anyone wow. who have comments on this? Anyway, the tweet that went, uh, Kate, this didn't even go viral. It has one retweet. No, anyway, I know. But I knew you would appreciate it. Please read it. It says, this unlocked Chet Hayes for me. It does. <laughs> Maybe where this all comes from. It actually does. Like you telling me that there are a million videos online of Rita Wilson rapping. I'm like, I get it. Like I understand yeah. Yeah. how he became him. It had to come from somewhere, I guess. That, yeah. And now we know. <laughs> Fascinating. Oh, that's um, so funny. Anyway, the next one's really happy news. Um, it came out this week and Kiki Palmer hosted SNL with SZA as the musical guest. And she did this amazing opening monologue so full of energy she like commanded the room she was just so good I would watch the full thing if you have the time but anyway she revealed that she is pregnant and she did it in such a fun way she's talked about like there's all these people that are spreading rumors online um there's been comments going around her photos like oh Kiki's having a baby Kiki's pregnant and I want to set the record straight 
I am. And she whipped open her coat <laughs> to this just beautiful baby bump. And like the crowd went wild. She was so happy. And then, yeah, it was just really like lovely celebratory news. And then she did a great Aww. job hosting SNL. So um, okay. yeah, it's her first baby with boyfriend Darius Jackson. And we're happy for her. And she Love was like it. talking about how them. she's like, people think because she was a child star, she's a teen. And she's like, I'm a fully grown adult. I'm like 29 <laughs> years old. So everybody relax. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, happy for her. It's a cute way to reveal it. Yeah. We're rooting for her always. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one. Oh, okay. It was revealed. He put out a little post on his social media platforms. Matt Lucas, Kate's nemesis, is no longer going to host Great British Bake Off. You guys, I'm Kate. sad. <laughs> I know. We started to like him this year. I feel bad. <laughs> do you think you had anything to do with No, but demise? I think his legions of <laughs> online haters, which include me, did. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you actually were nice to him this I year. I was nice to him this year. This is my thing. Everyone was like, oh, thank God he's leaving. And I was like, damn, he like actually hacked it this year. Like he actually yeah. figured his shit out and was way better this season. Kate, can uh, I ask you what was the problem? Because I actually like him and Noel and I love that dynamic. So tell me like from a hater's perspective, what went I, wrong? The first season, I think he really like didn't understand the vibe of the okay. show. And like he had this very awkward comedy where he would just like make inappropriate jokes, which is fine. But like, that was like his go-to. Mm. And he did his little awkward stare thing that he does a lot. And he always had a mm. character. And it just was like not the vibe of Bake mm. Off. But I felt like this season he actually understood it and like really got in the zone. Yeah. And so yeah. now I feel bad that now he's leaving. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I guess on to, on to greener pastures. I but everyone else will stay, right? That's yes. the only change. And then they'll just, I think as far so. as we know. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and so my I have a mini unanswerable question that I kind of shoehorned in here. But um, who would you like to see as co-host? It's a great question. I think they should bring back like one of the funnier bakers of years past. Oh, like maybe like Lizzie. Remember Lizzie? She's fun. Lizzie is fun. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who Noel really likes and vibes with. I feel like that's important. Um, Oh, that's a great call going. Yeah. Baker's past. I mean, I don't know. I like, there are British comedians that I like, but like aren't realistic. <laughs> so I don't know. Who do you guys would, think? Would you ever bring back one of the original yes. comedians? Remember those two women that were yeah. hosting? I like Sandy seasons? too. Any of the other, I any of the Sandy. previous hosts, I would welcome back with open arms. Same, same. For sure. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Okay. So, you Let's know. see. Kate, your power. I know. Wow. I'm still blocked. He has me blocked on Instagram too, which I just found out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Which is like actually Instagram. like an extra degree of effort that I was not <laughs> I expecting. <laughs> like he was going to a whole different in. platform and like type in my name. <laughs> so he knows who you are. That's kind of cool. I, maybe his PR person does. I don't know. I was like, oh wow. That's okay. It's fine. We're fine. We Our paths will never cross anymore. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, just a segue into cringe mode here. I have to complain. For about... Three hours this week, the internet was happy. It was a bright and cheery place because we thought that a sequel to The Holiday had been greenlit with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet returning. Um, I woke up to emails in like my work email about like the holiday sequel is happening with those two signed on. Like what other things would you like to see? Like it wasn't a press release about the movie, but it was like news releases related to something that we thought was real. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, like this is confirmed. This is happening. People were tweeting it all over the place. Daily Mail celebrity had it. Uh, Everyone was talking about it as if it was not a rumor, as if it was real. And then Nancy Myers logged on to Instagram and said, "Uh, 
I'm getting a lot of DMs about this. Sorry, but it's not true. Heart. And mm. with a screenshot of it. And our hopes and dreams died. And listen, I don't think that we need to make a sequel to The Holiday. But now that I've had it in my head, I would have watched the hell out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, so K- Katie Couric commented on Nancy's post with a broken heart emoji. And she speaks for <laughs> me. So, um, tough stuff. But That's hard. I know. Yeah. For really a second, I was fooled. like, we should watch The Holiday this week and like love yeah. ourselves. Uh, and then it wasn't real and we had to do this instead. So this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why anytime fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the anytime fitness app, just like the pros with 24 seven access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide. Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S, IAN.com at Lassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay. Instead, they had to watch my movie recommendation, which was because I hated it so much, I needed other people uh, to watch it. And I mentioned this last week, and they actually followed through. So thank you both for watching this movie. This week's cringe mode, we're covering Spirited, the new Apple TV Plus uh, release with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Kate, please, the plot. Not that bad, first of all. Let's just say. Liz uh, like oh oversold how bad this God. was. But this is a Christmas Carol adaptation. Uh, Will Ferrell is the... There's a lot happening here. So I'm going to just yeah. really gloss over it. Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present. We find out eventually he's like formerly Ebenezer Scrooge in a past life. He works with Jacob Marley and the other ghosts in like this, basically the good place where it's like in the afterlife. They haunt souls to try to redeem them, make them better before it's too late. He's on the verge of retirement, but he's like, I'm going to redeem this unredeemable soul. Ryan Reynolds, he's like an icky media consultant. He has like this niece who he neglects, who his dead sister told him to take care of. It's a whole thing. Anyway, there's a lot going on. We'll get into it as we talk about the movie. But Ryan Reynolds basically gets haunted by the ghosts. It all goes wrong. He bonds with Will Ferrell. They sing a lot of songs. Will Ferrell has like an identity crisis. He falls in love with Octavia Spencer, who's like Ryan Reynolds' little assistant uh, coworker person. Basically, it ends with Ryan Reynolds becoming a good person, dying... And then taking Will Ferrell's spot as the ghost of Christmas present while Will Ferrell ends up in the real world with Octavia Spencer. 
Keith, that was amazing. Thank you. It's because I really it's because I wrote it out. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I actually That's took rare. notes this time because there was so much that happened. I was like, I can't. I literally can't wing it. We're gonna be here. That all day. was amazing. <laughs> okay. See what happens when I actually do real work. Yeah. I know. Okay. Let's do the highlights. <laughs> My main highlight: a musical is always better than a movie that is not a musical. Mm. Was this a good musical? No, not really. It was mm. pretty bar- <laughs> like a pretty bargain bin. It was fine. It was kind of like if a bot wrote a musical. But oh, oh, true. Inter- that's it actually was a, a really good description. True. And it's better than if this movie had not been a musical. So that's a, just yeah. a general overarching highlight. Okay. Um, another highlight: the Christmas Carol is a classic. Uh, my dad is an English teacher. He's obsessed with the Christmas Carol. He teaches it every mm. year. I've seen it on the stage. I've read it. I've had it read to me. I've seen the movie versions of it. And the limit of adaptations of The Christmas Carol actually does not exist. We can just keep remaking it over and over every (laughs) Christmas season until the earth explodes into flames. Like actually, it genuinely, I think (laughs) as as an entity, we can just do it again and again forever. Right. That's, yeah, no, I agree. And honestly, I hate to say this, but I found this reworking Kind of creative. And now that you say that you thought it was good place, I was like, oh my God, yes, totally. But I, I still was like, wow, it's derivative, but it's creative. Yeah, I agree. I have to tell you, I, and maybe it's because Liz was like, don't watch this movie, it's terrible, that I was like, actually, like, my expectations were so low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On occasion, I know we're anti Ryan Reynolds on this podcast. On occasion, he does this little like whisper thing that I think is funny at times, on occasion. Here and there. I'll once give a movie. Amelia, okay. I'll give Amelia the room to discuss this in the low light so we won't really touch that. But I'll just yeah, say we that can you're wrong. back. Every I'll now just and say then. That you're wrong. Every now and then. I'm like, okay, okay that got me. Um, okay, there was one line where I actually legitimately laughed in this movie, and it's when they were talking about Ebenezer Scrooge's life. And like he was like, Oh, like how long you became a good person? Like, how long did 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 you stay a good person for the rest of your life? And he's like, No, I died like a month later. And he was like, the leading cause of death back then was January. <laughs> Yeah, that's like this movie, it's pretty didn't good. you? I was okay with this movie, honestly. Uh, it was fine. Um, I like that this movie did not end with a bow on top. I can't tell, because I also, I should clarify this at the top. I've never seen A Christmas Carol. I know kind of the general, you know, turns into a good person thing. But I was not expecting that Ryan Reynolds was going to die at the end. And he just walks into heaven and he's all happy yeah. joining his sister. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. But he was happy and the world was all right again. But I thought for sure that the two of them, Will Ferrell and Ron Reynolds, would just go skipping off into the sunset. Um, yeah. They kind of did. They back just in like real swapped, world. Yeah. swapped spots, I guess. Yeah, it was died. It was yeah. very much like, what's that Bee Gees song where it's like, I finally died. <laughs> Do this kind of reminded me of that. Sure. <laughs> Everyone started living. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Oh yeah. my god. So maybe it was this movie was also inspired by that song. I don't maybe. know. Um, no maybe. doubt. Really, what else? What other <laughs> Okay. Highlights? You know what? There was nice dancing work going on here. They committed. The tap the tap was pretty funny. Yeah. It was kind of good. He was like, it's and a very have, expressive medium. Dancing is hard, okay? <laughs> As someone who has taken an adult dancing class, like one, it was like I'd like to hear more about almost that. Died. Their dancing I, was better than their singing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Also, they've been releasing like behind the scenes, like, you know, them and their dancing lessons. And the two of them are like <laughs> sweatpants and their Nikes and they're just they are trying. I will. They're say. trying. Yeah. They and you know what? I have to give it to them for that because dancing is really hard. Um, And 
we'll talk about this more, but I know you guys don't <laughs> like him, but I love Will Ferrell and I enjoy his face slash comedy. I like him and Octavia Spencer together. I think they have a very um, fun, cute, kind of unexpected chemistry, which I liked. Um, I thought the Ebenezer Scrooge twist reveal that he was Ebenezer Scrooge was fun. Um, I don't know. I just, anything Will Ferrell's in, I even watched that stupid pickleball uh, oh my god! Yeah, he's in the pickle. I actually am liking like the retiree phase of his career. You sure, know? yeah, exactly. And it was for charity, you know. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know why this nice is a good cringe mode? Is because it's polarizing. We have de- very That's different true. opinions <laughs> on these things. That is she true. makes for better conversation than like that movie sucked. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but speaking of movie sucking, let's do the lowlights, Kate. Uh, the songs were pretty basic. Like I said, it's like if a bot wrote a musical, but they were better than the singers. There was definitely a mismatch. Like none of these people are singers. Uh, and like, they were fine. It wasn't like really pushing them like outside their range too much, but like, I, I'm just, these are like big Broadway musical numbers. Like there's like this emotional Will Ferrell song that I'll talk about later. And like, I'm like, you're not a singer, you know, you're just not. Yeah. We should talk about who wrote these songs, which is Benji Pasek and Justin Paul. I who could did fucking La La tell. I Dear could Evan tell. Oh my God. The greatest showman. Oh my God, I could tell. Especially the one where Will Ferrell was like, you know, I'm unredeemable or whatever, yeah. forever redeemed. And I'm always like, I can tell that this is like a Dear yeah. Evan Hansen song. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Absolutely. Wow, I didn't know it was them, but this makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, wow. those songs are not for the weak. I mean, no. those, those are hard. <laughs> yeah, they're like, and you can tell they're just like, yeah, they're not like movie musical songs. They're like Broadway musical songs. Yes. It's like you're not, you're yes. not working with the set of pipes that you think you are here. Yes. Right. right. Um, that is weird that they decided to cast two non-singers as the lead. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess you got to get people to watch it. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, the major low light. There is, of course, the Ryan Reynolds of it all. He's, yeah, very hard to take. Amelia, we'll talk about it again shortly. However, I was raised very, like, anti-Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, same. I, my, wow. I don't know. My dad just, like, hated Will Ferrell movies. And, like, I've ha- I've found it hard to shake that over time. And, like, he was fine in this. I think, you know, he was perfectly, like, well, whatever. But, like, I associate him with, like, a sort of just, like, dumb, immature movie and yeah, kind of acting yeah. and comedy. And I, it's hard for me to shake that. I don't know. I don't know why we were raised that. I same. I like have always hated him, but for like no real tangible yeah. reason. I just I think I was just grading. told that he was bad. And like, <laughs> you're and I just believed it. I know. Mm. That's so sad fine, for you. Though. I know. Amelia, how do you yeah. feel? Well, I, okay. So on the Will Ferrell side, I, I don't, it's just like he had all these like random movies that I loved I guess growing up as a teen, whatever, I couldn't watch some of them, but like later in mm-hmm. life discovered them. And I really liked, I think he's funny. I liked him on SNL. Yeah. That was fun. I don't know. I just, I've really liked all the stuff that he's done. I don't, it's, it's weird. I have well, a you're weird in good company. I think like you are. and I are on yeah. the wrong Like we side. said, we, okay. were, we didn't really make that decision ourselves. It just was like sure. bred into us. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I do, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, and I know I'm in the minority. I know people love him, but I find Ryan Reynolds so obnoxious. You do? God. I do. Oh my Shocking. God. And he plays just like, you know, this was written by an AI. If there was like an AI bot for Ryan Reynolds, yeah. like this would be, he'd be the it's same. Just it's, Reynolds, just, yeah. <laughs> it's just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's just Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, which is what he always does. Yeah. And You're absolutely it's right. The same character. And it's like, whether it be on film, 
or TV or in real life. I know the whisper thing he does. I know I like I know. it's it, it's like it's every movie. stationed in a part of my mind that I can never get out. And he's just like, I don't even know. Listen, <laughs> I I respect that people like him. But to me, I'm just like, I did you guys ever so like much. him? Like when the proposal was big, like when he really blew up. Oh, did you ever like him in that? Like, was there ever a time yeah, before sh- you were yeah. annoyed by him? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I then just he just on like the right. hundredth time where you're like, okay. exactly. Right. I think it worked right. once or twice. Yes. I think I liked him in the proposal. And then like I watched like Blade Trinity, which he's in. I was like, he's funny in that. But then you do. You see two other movies and you realize that like literally no matter the movie. No Regardless. matter the role, yeah. he's doing yes. the exact same thing. Yes. It's the same. So yeah. it's just like maybe try something new. And I then, don't know. Yeah, you go back even further and you watch Just Friends, which is 2005, <laughs> and he still was doing the same. So it's made a great career for him. And True. Such, he's made but, a lot of money. Ugh. It's exhausting. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, what else, Kate? We already kind of said this, but it does feel like a good place ripoff in so many ways. The whole yeah, yeah. system of the afterlife. Will Ferrell is like basically Ted Danson. Like he's trying to be Ted Danson. You will never be Ted Danson. However, I <laughs> no, do like, no, I, do, Amelia. I actually do like the Ted Dansonification of him. And if like oh, he keeps yes. doing the roles like this, where it's like, you know, he's only like 55. So I'm not, I don't want to act like he's super old, but like, you know, he's, he's going into kind of like the kindly older gentleman yes, humor. Yes. And I feel like that works really well for him. He actually was likable in this. I will say. Yes. Also, you guys can correct me if this is like in every Christmas Carol <laughs> spinoff, but damn, there were some really dark storylines in this. It got really, really real, really fast. Uh, just to name a few, Ryan Reynolds' sister was dying of cancer. Very emotional scene. She's like, please take care of my child. And he basically was like, no. Uh, and then she died. And then the child went into the hands of this, I think, other brother or other yeah. someone. A tween committed suicide uh, over some social media bullying. And I know that the stakes have to be high. This guy's like yeah. the most irredeemable Ooh. man on the planet or whatever, but kind of tough kind of going in and out of these musical numbers. And then like, oh my God, someone did this really horrible thing. And then- Yeah, I back. guess that was the Tiny Tim character of it. But like, it oh. was like it was Ryan Reynolds' fault because he like ran a smear campaign yes, for yes, his sisters. Yes, yes, that's right. But mm-hmm. I also was taken very back by that. And then I was like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be like Tiny Tim. And like he dies because- he didn't do what he should have done, but okay. it was like much more direct and bad and yeah. abrupt yeah. than I think like the, the original 2020, Christmas Carol. 2022 yeah. version was like, oh, this is really it was dark and sad and oh, abrupt really again because like this is a comedy by all yeah. for all intents and purposes. So it was yes. like, oh, that was tough. Yes. Um, these last two things we were gonna do picking nits, and then we only had two, so we just looped them into low lights. Uh, I just want to say Jimmy Fallon never needs a cameo in any movie ever. Like <laughs> I, every everything. time they show, they're like, today, oh, whatever. God. It's like, why is he here? This isn't, yeah. we, we know that the show exists. We don't need to see him talking about, I don't it's even amazing. know why he was there. It's so stupid. I swear yeah. to God, we've watched like five cringe modes where he has just showed up for no reason in a oh today show like, or whatever clip. Right. Not today show, whatever he does. Tonight and, show. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why are you here? No one wants you. Why? Exactly. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Um, it's wild. And on I, this is this is really picking nits, and I'm sorry, but uh, yes, the guy who directed this, I was reading his like IMDb Wikipedia page. He also did the Daddy's Home movies, which are like uh, ew. It's like Mel Gibson. He gave <laughs> Mel Gibson a role. Like, 
oh, but then I, I can't be that sanctimonious because Will Ferrell also willingly starred in those movies. So. Oh, yeah. Amelia. I guess we I should know. be glad that he's doing this instead of the like Daddy's Home 3 because he's done yes. for the last yeah. two holidays. True. He's done Daddy's Home and Daddy's that's Home 2. Right. So <laughs> I guess now he's correct. doing this. And so like that's like personal growth. Cool. I will take Ryan Reynolds over Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yes. Yes. But we yes. will. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. All right, let's do MVP, Kate. Who is your pick? Uh, my MVP is Sunita Mani from Glow, if you remember yeah. that perfect mm-hmm. television show. She was also kind of the same character where she's like, kind of like dorky, horny girl. <laughs> but she yeah. played the ghost of Christmas past in this. And she just like got it on with Ryan Reynolds. I was like, good for you, girl. But it was yeah. kind of a big role for her. She's like kind of not super famous. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was excited to see her. And I miss Glow. I know. Same. Same. Good Amelia. for her. Um, I, I just put in Octavia Spencer just because I love yes. her. I'm like, we haven't talked about love her yet. Ya. Love you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love her acting. Was no one else when her singing moments was, I just don't yeah. know. She no, should right. have had you're that right. role with no songs or they should have cast someone who could sing because she had a couple of emotional ballads. She struggles a lot with like her inner turmoil, being a good person or a bad person. Um, she falls in love. That's like a serious song. And to cast someone who doesn't sing and like, God bless her, she has done interviews and she's like, I was really nervous, but you just got to go for it, which is like true. And she sounded fine, but it was more like she's so talented at acting mm-hmm. that watching her be not like as amazing at singing as she was acting. I was like, right. I don't know. Right. And you can also like Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, you know, A-list stars of the movie, whatever you can, you can understand why they cast them, even if they aren't singer yeah. singers. Mm-hmm. Whereas with her, it's like, oh, so we're just no one's, no one's singing here. You know, like I, and <laughs> no like, I, <laughs> like I get it and I love her again. And I'm glad that she's here. She yeah. did a good job, but it's like, you could have cast a good singer. And since it was such a smaller part, yeah. like you could have done someone who does sing. So Maybe yeah. we should blame the two yeah. songwriters for giving her really hard songs. See, she Honestly, can exactly. talk. That's what yes. I'm saying. There was a mismatch between yeah. the talent level and the attempts and the songs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault. All right. Let's do lightning round really quick. Best musical number. And maybe this is because it was like maybe the one of the better singers in here. I really like Jacob Marley, um, who's like you know, this older British guy, you've seen him in a million things. I don't remember his name. However, uh, he did like a story of your life song and it was very Disney villainy where he was like trying to haunt Ryan Reynolds and explain oh, kind of the yeah, process yeah. of what was coming. And, you know, it was like, I don't know, silly special effects and stuff. And he kind of gets cut off in the middle of it because Ryan Reynolds keeps interrupting him as Ryan Reynolds does. But uh, it was like very Broadway, very sort of Disney villain uh, song. So I liked it. Yes. I guess he has. I just looked at his IMDb really quick. And he has been in an Estella Scrooge. It's like a Broadway. What's his name? Patrick Page. Right. Um, But yeah, I agree. He did a good job. I liked when they were in old timey universe with Will Ferrell and they sang Good Afternoon. Yeah. So we'll get back. We'll circle back to that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I liked that Christmas morning feeling. <laughs> I, I I don't know why, but it's just like I I would play it on Christmas Day. I it was cute. There were definitely yeah, some cute, cute yeah. songs yeah. in it. Yeah. What was the worst musical number? Listen, circling back to Good Afternoon. I it was fun. There was tap. There were they were in the streets. They were doing fun stuff. Mm-hmm. However, Ryan Reynolds was doing a British accent, and he was it was bad on purpose. Hell yeah! But it was so bad that I still found it extremely painful to experience. Uh, like it was really, really bad. And yeah. he was singing in it as well. Yeah. And there were like little like anecdotes throughout the song where he'd be like, rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, oh, stop with the accent. Just stop. You don't have to do it. Um, See, it's a good discussion. We disagree. Indeed, we do. 
Uh, honorable mention to Forever Unredeemable, which is the Will Ferrell like emotional ballad song. I was like, you just don't have the pipes for these kinds of songs, yeah. man. Yeah. Like this is yeah. like the Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> yeah. like waving through the window. Like I can do yeah. it. This is my solo number. <laughs> and there's like a big high note at the end. And I'm like, Will, like buddy, it's just yeah. not there. It's not there. Yeah. yeah. My pick was Bringing Back Christmas. And this is actually, I had to pick this because this was the moment when I watched this with my fiance's family where we're like, we should just turn it off. We turned it off and tried again the next day. We actually oh, were like, God. let's this is just- early. That's like 20 minutes in. This is the introduction to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, character. you're telling me. Yeah, he's like talking about who knows what, bringing bring back Christmas. He's, he's like, like dancing a, on tables. Yeah, he's at some conference go. giving a speech and he's like the schmoozy media man. And so yeah. we literally were like, maybe we'll just try again tomorrow. Wow, so you gave up on it early. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's damn. really funny. Huh. But I agree. It was almost unlistenable. I'm sorry. It's pretty yeah. bad. Okay, the next slightly known question is, what is your favorite Christmas Carol adaptation? Liz, you've never seen a Christmas Carol in any version other than this? No. I feel like we've talked about this on the pod before, but that is astonishing to me. I don't know why, but my family wasn't like a put on a Christmas movie on Christmas. Mm. I haven't seen any of those. Miracle on 34th Street and We've definitely had else. this conversation in yeah. years past. I'm having deja vu, but I'm Every still- Every Christmas we can I'm discuss I'm still it. horrified. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, you guys wait. Should we watch? Because I Googled, because I hadn't seen it. I was like, what are some adaptations of the story? And Girl, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past is like a wow. 2009 rom-com, Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Garner, Emma Stone. Should we do yes. that for cringe mode next we week? We should. Yes, that's actually a good movie. I, or I remember liking it. At the Let's do and it. Apparently that's one. Uh, there you go. But my We're pick- educating you. Thank you. My pick was actually the Boy Meets World episode where Mr. Feeney mm. is the ghost of Christmas future. And then Corey has a dream where he's like fat and alone and Topanga married his best friend. Um, wow. Anyway. That oh, was damn. Mine. That's a classic mm-hmm. of the genre. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I also, girls, Ghost of Girlfriends Pass. And then also I was watching TV the other day and Paul Giamatti is in these Verizon commercials as Ebenezer Scrooge. And I was like, wow, I... <laughs> Would love to see Paul Giamatti as Ebenezer oh Scrooge, God. like in a full length. Oh my God, so, yeah. So fascinating. That. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I feel silly about my earnest answer, but we watch Mr. Magoo's A Christmas Carol every year on Christmas. <laughs> Cute. And really, the funny thing about this actually is it, um, it's one of those things where, like, we literally have been watching it like, since like my childhood. And it's one of those things where you think it's like a movie movie. And now that I'm grown up, it's like a 27 minute Christmas special. Like, but I, like, oh. I thought it was like a movie back then. Uh, oh. And now I'm like, oh, oh no, cute. this is like literally like over in a, the blink of an eye. Um, <laughs> anyway, wow, we got to educate you too. We'll definitely watch Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Oh, that'll be fun. Okay, Love great. it. Uh, let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Kate. My unanswerable question is another prompt tweet. Uh, I changed this today. So apologies if you guys wanted to talk about your favorite emoji. Um, <laughs> age yourself with a store. This is a tweet from at Brit Lifts. Uh, she said, I'll go first. Limited to. This has 25,000 quote tweets. People just quoting stores that were around when they were, you know, children in the mall, whatever. Wow. Um, that no longer exist. Popular answers include, you know, limited to borders. Delia's came to mind for mm-hmm. me as well. And Somebody said Libby Lou. Did you guys go to Libby Lou? <laughs> I've definitely that? heard of oh Libby Lou. It was, they called themselves like an experiential retailer for like <laughs> four-year-olds to 12-year-olds, like young girls. It's from the founder oh. of Claire's. And I went with my brownies troupe in elementary oh. school and you would go in and they would like give you a makeover. So like they like sprinkled like 
glitter onto you when you walked in the store and it was like a magical place. And then they'd like do your hair. And like, I remember we did like, I had like, you know, they, they'd pin in the colors, like the extensions and the colors. And then they had like little like space buns actually, which are probably back in. Oh my God. But I remember I did it and I was so excited about it. And I got my makeup done and my nails done. And then I had to go to softball practice the next day, me and a couple of the other girls in the troop. And we had to put on the batting helmets and they ruined our Libby Lou updos. And I think I like still tried to wear it for like another day, like to go see my grandma. And I'm sure it looked like an absolute insane person. So it's like a salon? It's like a salon. It's like a... Yeah, it's like an experience. Like you go and oh. like people would have birthdays at Libby Lou and like they would like I do bring remember their that. It was like a build almost like a build a bear, but like for that like a makeover. Great. Yes, um, that's a great comparison. And I really want someone to have a Libby Lou birthday party theme now and invite yeah. me and do like a Libby Lou two thousand three makeover. That's that so Your fun. birthday's in January, Kate. So I know, yeah, I'll get right on hands. Um yeah. but sorry, I I ran away with that. What store ages you guys? Oh, that's the most? great. Any picks? That I haven't said. You could list no Blockbuster Limited <laughs> Two. Oh, I yeah. bought a train oh my gosh. bra yeah. from there. Limited Two. Um, did you do the thing where you write your grades in? Did you ever do that? No. You could like bring what your report that? card in, and they'd give you like five dollars a Limited what? Two. What? That was a real oh, thing. That was the only time I was ever allowed huh. to go to Limited Two. <laughs> <laughs> I just went I love back that. to Color Me Mine last year. Oh, oh yeah, it was really fun. fun. Those are still around. Still hits. But that was a big thing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I there was like a at the mall from back home there was like a top floor and it was like the teen center or so I don't it was something dumb like that but there was a store called Gadzooks oh my gosh oh wow and it was sounds it was dope. Like just, yeah it was just like teen clothes and accessories and it was just nice. like oh, this is so cool like oh my god Roxy and like you remember when skater brands were really in it was yeah, like yeah absolutely yeah so wow I remember that yeah we're very old <laughs> yeah we are Sorry. Continue. Um, <laughs> last question, Amelia. Okay. So uh, there was a video clip at the, again, the PCAs where we just, we were just talking about the PCAs in Slack where yeah. I was like, who watches this show? But apparently it got clipped and was all over the internet. Everyone was talking about the People's Choice Awards this week. I swear <laughs> to God. I didn't even know they were still happening. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this show? Anyway, um, so Mariska Hargaday was given an award by some of the Real Housewives ladies. And they were all, you know, they, you give the award and then you stand back on the stage in the background. And Kathy Hilton <laughs> decided it was the perfect time for her to open up her little Valentino purse and apply some lipstick. And people were up in arms. They were like, how dare you disrespect iconic Olivia Benson, you know, Mariska Hargitay like this. You are a horrible person. That is so Kathy Hilton. I hate you, et cetera, et cetera. On a side note, I didn't find it like that disrespectful. Like I understand like that it probably wasn't the best time for her to do that. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's like. It's like two seconds long. It's two seconds long. It's like, okay, she was paying attention for most of it. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm like indifferent on Kathy Hilton. So whatever. But anyway, my question is, who would you present an award to and then spend the entire time applying your lip gloss while they're mm, giving like purposely shady? Exactly. Yes. Fascinating. Mm, who do I want to disrespect? Right. Um, this is like the anti Julia Roberts, George Clooney. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, exactly. who would you? I feel like you have some enemies. 
I feel like I don't know who this would be, but I feel like it would be, you know, who I would do is like my sister. Like if you were like a famous sibling, (laughs) if you were like a famous sibling and like your sibling got like more famous than you and like you had to like present the award to them, like, oh, Mm -hmm. like I'm here to honor my sibling and I know them better than anyone. And then you like stand (laughs) back and they're like accepting this award. Damn. Mm -hmm. My sister listens to this podcast. I should have picked someone else. Yeah, and it's probably like, what the hell? I I could see, I could see myself being petty and being like, Okay, like time to apply my fucking chapstick. Oh my like, god! Like I've heard this a million times. Like stay in the oh same shit for twenty seven years. You Rebecca, know, like, if you're listening, to I would a bit. never do that to you. Um, wow, but that's wow. the only one that comes to mind. Like That'd someone who funny. like everyone thinks, and like this is not mm. the case with my sister. But like if you like had like a, a somebody who the industry thinks you're friends with, like you're not really friends oh. with. So like you have to give it to them so that the people are happy about it. But then you're like not really into it. Mm. You know, is that Maybe, the vibe? Like. Yeah, I like that. Maybe like James Corden, if he was, I don't know what award he would win, but yeah. Yeah. someone were I would dumb enough do to give him an award. James yeah. Corden, no doubt. Yeah. You know, we also haven't named our enemy in a really long time, months maybe. Which enemy? You we know have so who. many. No, our main one, the one who's on the, the one whose names we dare not mention. <laughs> she who shall not be named. <laughs> she who, she who has her be. SEO Google search. Yeah, she who we actually can't name. <laughs> She's so scary. Yes. She'll come for us one day. Yeah. I know. For real. Know. Again. She's, she's so we're making not, those videos again. Yeah. yeah. We're not picking her. She, she can't be yeah. touched. Never, okay, fine. Never, never. Um, uh, who would you do, Amelia? Who would you disrespect um, like this? I guess to keep this, you know, in the same theme of this episode, I'd say Ryan Reynolds. Oh, know? absolutely. Hey. So you would accept if they were like, Amelia Wedemeyer, you're presenting an award to Ryan Reynolds, you would say yes. And then you would just. Just to shade him the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, but he'd probably fair. find it funny or something, and I'd be like, "Damn!" He would yeah, he'd probably make one of the, he'd probably whisper some dry little <laughs> yeah. remark into he'd the like mic, make and it into a like, fucking yeah. Peloton commercial, like his gin yeah. commercial or whatever, yeah. like he did with the Peloton. Oh yeah. God, yes! And then yeah. you'd be like part of the problem forever. Oh my yeah. God, that's a great point. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Top a nice down. full circle moment on this podcast. We rarely <laughs> end like that. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have like two more episodes left for the year or something. We're taking a week off around Christmas. I think we're doing next week off for Christmas, back on before the new year. Cool. Okay. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.